0: Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir L'anishmas, Nishmas Basra Chukana ve Ezra. This Shabbos parshas Bahar Bechuk Kaysai. Again, two parshas together, but again, not called two parashiois, parashiois Bahar Bechuk Kaysai, Bahar Bechuk Kaysai, incorporating them as one also the Shabbos Chazak, the termination, not termination, but the completion of Chumash Vayikra, Leviticus, and today is because the day after Lag Baimir. Lag we know the great celebration we spoke about last week of Rabshim uh, Yechai. So today, the Rebbe asked the question on Tansichah on Matzah Lag the night of Lag Beimir. We dove in my we benched, we tailed and we tailed we counted 34. Now, 34, the numerical value of 34 is Lamid Dalit, which is the is Dal, which means poor, poverty. Secondly, you want to, You could think one would think. Excuse me, we're going from the highest of levels of a by the greatest spirit that we were in with the greatest spirit that we were in with We're going down to Dal to poverty. How could that possibly be? Fact is, look at the face value. Look at the letters. The letters are Lamid Dalit and read backwards of course obviously, is dal, dal, dal you can't change that mitzis. it's there however however, a Yid cannot live in that way a Jew may not live in that vein a Jew needs to understand constantly that HaKadosh Baruch Hu only does good and HaKadosh Baruch Hu only wants good for us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu only sees to it that it is good for us and there's never anything in that's not good. No matter what we see, hear and do. For each thing we need to praise Hashem, just like we bless HaKadosh Baruch for good things when the good things happen, the same thing, the opposite. But there is no opposite. And the proof is that we take the word dal which is the numerical numerical value of 34, and we divide it in half. We divide it in half, and for those that are quick on their fingers, it's 17. 17 is the gematria taiv. The numerical value of taiv, which is good. But this is not just good. This is a double good. This is taiv, taiv. Tov, tov is thirty-four. Therefore, that said, we understand that within something, where the the eye, the human eye, thinks, sees, uh, uh, perceives, something that's obvi- that's not of the perfect, of the great, of the best, of the. What we think is good for us, we see the word dal, which is poverty, but yet when we look into it, and it doesn't take much looking into, we see that within it is two times taiv. double taiv, double good, and therefore, person that says, "I I missed Lag B'ymer. I didn't celebrate properly, I didn't do properly," I didn't. tells us that the world tells us to Taylor, tells us. Shulchan Aruch tells us everything else that today is tave, double tave. Today is double good, and therefore, we need to we can see to it. We may see to it to apply whatever we didn't do, whatever we wanted to we want to ask, we can ask today as well. And <speaking in Hebrew> should, should fulfill all the requests of our hearts, desires to good and to blessing. We go through different stages. We go through different parts, different times. We are thrown sometimes if in the baseball analogy we're thrown sometimes a real hard curve ball and sometimes we're thrown a fast ball. Now if you're the batter, you're not sure which one you like better. The batter with the quick hands, the quick eye, sees the fastball coming and connects fully with his bat and a full swing to against that fastball. And you can send that ball flying to who knows where. The curveball doesn't sit straight, it comes at you, it turns around, it goes around you, you don't understand where it's coming to. But yet, if you will, quote-unquote, uh, air quotes, sit on it, on that curveball, and you watch it come in, and you watch it turn in on you, you can connect to that as well. Will you send it flying as fast, as far as and fast as the fastball? of that's Because velocity, velocity, if you look at it, E, M e, e equals MC square, and etc., etc., and all the other things that you have to put into the equation, and you'll see that it won't necessarily take the same flight, But it can go flying. You can connect to it, and you can send it quite a distance. The curveball, the proverbial curveball. Why did this happen to me? I'm looking to do something. I'm looking to study something. I'm looking to complete a course. However, the course is going to be taking me a how long until I can complete this course, until I can have the proper paperwork to fulfill to do what I'd like to do, my heart's desire, my life's dream. Suddenly, suddenly, someone recommends a shortcut. If you take this and this and a summer course, and this a yens and, and You can cut things by by a tremendous amount of time. Why didn't I think of it? Better question. I have an advisor, a college advisor, tells me when to take courses, how to take courses, and they want me to finish. Why didn't they think of it? Maybe I didn't think of it myself. Maybe somebody all of a sudden came to me and told me it. Gave me the idea. Give all the Kazak. A phenomenal thing that could happen. And all of a sudden it was a life-changing experience. A life-changing experience. Where last week, a few days ago, a few days prior to this enlightenment, you were total despair, you were totally dejected, and you felt burnt out, and you felt like the world is closeting, closing in, and all of a sudden, boom, a light, not a light at the end of the tunnel, not a light at the end of the tunnel, it's a light right in front of you, it shines bright and tells you, oh, give a cook, look at this, you can now do it. Sometimes we have this in a a friendship or a connection where we connect to somebody very, very strongly and then either something happens, something goes wrong or somebody mixes in or somebody tries to break it up and your friendship, your closeness gets a setback. Setback. although deep down something tells you that you didn't want to break up this closeness but outside elements intervened shall we say and, can, and prevailed but deep down you find you still want this connection to continue you still want to perse- persevere with this connection. <speaking in Hebrew> when you'll go in my ways. My ways is not talking about my mitzvahs. the the simple mitzvahs, the understandable mitzvahs, the mitzvahs which are mitzvahs Mishpatim or edus mitzvahs that have reasoning, mitzvahs that have testimony to, HaKashbarot <laughs> chooses B'Chuk Kaysai, chukim. mitzvahs that we do not know a reason for. Tells us the Teda, yes, you can connect to these mitzvah, to these mitzvahs. The same way you can reconnect, rejoin. If it's a true closeness and a true attachment, you can rejoin it. And you don't need to fret what could go wrong. You need to push yourself, not push yourself, but you need to take it and to understand and to ride with it and to move with it. And Hashem helps. Hashanah helps you don't make the wrong decisions and anything that went wrong before it doesn't happen again and you have again reconnected with something that you were so strongly connected to and you benefit from that you gain from that you gain from the closeness you gain from the benefit from the Mm-hmm. Relationship from the whatever that whatever the connection has for you has to offer for you. Torah tells us, Chumash mm-hmm. VaYikra, as we say, Chazak Chazak V'nis Chazek Of Chumash of the Vidikis of VaYikra which speaks basically about sacrifices Karbanes Karbanes were brought for different things there was the Chatos the person that sinned and said I'm sorry I want to be forgiven for my sin, please you have the Eila you have the Shlomim the Teda the Mincha All the different types of karbanis and sacrifices. But this starts off, this Chumash begins with the word Vayikra, with a small Aleph, because of Mesha's humility, telling us that yeah, when a person brings a Karban, the of the sacrifice is in his in one stead Chassid Instead of the person has anything happening to them. This is what we bring. Hakadosh Baruch Hu should forgive us. Hakadosh Baruch Hu should rejoice with us. Hakadosh Baruch Hu should enjoy. Although think about it and understand or not understand at all. Actually, what does it mean? Hakadosh Baruch is rejoicing. Enjoying the smells of the burnt flesh, of the skin, the fats, whatever it might be. Where does physical enjoyment come to Akkadish Barku, who is purely spiritual? That in itself is it has a richness to it, has a reichtung. The fact that we can do something in this world one hour in this world doing tshuva doing a good deed is better than the whole world to come the fact that I apply myself to connect to repent on something that I may have done wrong, to wrong my to right my wrong, and to put myself where I belong, and to put myself on track so that I can act and behave henceforth the way I need to. That in itself <laughs> is something that we derive from Sinai, from the mouth. Sinai which is in a desert a desolate desert which teaches us a lesson of humility of humbleness that when we ourselves can accept Anechiaf of Efer Avram Veenus says I am just dust, dirt when we for ourselves accept we are simply a vessel for our godliness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by us doing mitzvahs, by us studying Teda, by us having the ultimate mitzvah, which Rabbi Shimei B'Yechai Rabbi Akiva so profoundly explained love your fellow Jew as yourself this is a lesson that we take coming off of Lagvahime our world as we know it is much shorter than we ever can imagine some people have it for a longer time some for shorter we don't know said the Mishnah Pekayavis when our last moment will be, when our last breath that we take will happen, will occur. And therefore we need to live each and every day, says the Mishnah, as if this is it. This may be the last one. And when the person knows that the end is near, they say Shema Yisrael, they say Al-Khait, they say Ashamnu, they repent, and they say, please, Rabbi Yisrael, take back my Neshamah Tehidah in a clean way, in a fine way, a refined way. It's amazing. If we could actually live our days on a constant, on our toes, shall we say, knowing that we need to constantly be doing tshuva, constantly doing ma'isim Never has shown to hurt somebody. Never has shown to do to wrong somebody. And like Be'im, the Rebbe spoke to children. And he spoke to them in their language. He spoke in Yiddish, but in their language. Telling them that if the child What's Avas Excuse me. If you know your friend wants a certain toy and you go and you buy it before him or you outbid him for the toy, for the candy, this is already like Nagul This is not honoring, not res- being respectful one to another which is ultimately what brought about the passing of the 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva to not have that feeling harboring within you oh, I heard this guy wants to get this and this thing it's such a cool thing if he's the first guy to get it he's first. she's the first girl to get it they're going to be the coolest one in school I'm going to make sure I get it before them. It's a natural train of thought. But do we realize how evil that is? Do we realize how disrespectful it is? How disrespectful it is to hurt somebody indirectly literally indirectly I'm buying the game that he wanted to buy I offer an extra dollar (coughs) make sure to get away from him for what? even if you're going to enjoy this as well in Yiddish The word is to fargin. To fargin another Jew. To feel good about the fact that another person has. This is a Baal This is a level one needs to achieve. One can achieve. One needs to strive to achieve. To be able to see somebody else have something and be happy for them genuinely. Because the Gemara tells us <speaking in Hebrew> if a person davens for a fellow Jew and they themselves need the same thing, Baruch Hu answers them first. But if you truly daven for them before you them for yourself. I know I went yesterday to the ale and the line was very, very long, on the table of Everybody's tevila should be answered to the good, to the blessing. You were asked to go in, say till them or say something on the way around and go out. And you had the people that did that. Then you had the people that said, My prayers are important or I'm not from here. And I'm here now once in I don't know how long. I need to stand and down. they wanted to get through, they wanted to push through men, they wanted to push through women. To me, keep going around, just go, <coughs> say a capital Tulum or so or two, as you walk around. It's very, very hard. You could say it outside the wall. And Daba there as well. But by the actual cave, to go in and to walk out. Hashem should forgive all those that were inconsiderate and stood there. And Hashem should take the tefillahs first. Because they needed it. But walking around and having everybody that I needed to have in mind for shidduchim, for children, for health. I had my letter, my pan with Baruch Hashem, all my children's names, and then a few extra people's names I put on the bottom. As I went in, I started to read the names, and I just hardly, hardly, barely finished as I was leaving. And I took to my pond, I tore it up, and I put it inside. And I opened up, I said, do me one favor. I said, one second. I said, excuse me, to the security fellow there, I said to him, excuse me, one second, let me have one more minute. I want to just simply say, and I asked somebody for the main was in a pile of Svaram there. I just said at the end the that my tvila should be in this kabul. Did I feel like Superman? That I said, oh, I let other people come through also? Because I'm not a small guy. If I would decide to stop there in the middle, it would be hard for people to get through. no that was the natural world order did it take me three minutes just from my house to get to the ale also not. it took over an hour and change traffic was horrible no no they stayed to go to the ale and like says you go to the cave of a tzaddik and like I went, I did mine Am I marking myself as a saint for this? No. Common decency we need to have for a fellow person, a fellow Jew. To greet them, say good morning. To genuinely show them you care. You know the person went through something hard, call and find out how you're doing. You know the person is going through a simcha, Call them and tell them, Mazatov. If you can make it, it's better. If you can't make it, at least let me tell you, Mazatov. Show a fellow person, a fellow Jew, the genuine care that you have within yourself. This is via This is the Avos Yisrael that's required of us that the Rishimen by and if Ya'kiva said this is a very great big generalization in the Torah the amount of the amount of miracles that transpire that took place that take place constantly in Miron if you start telling the story you start telling miracles that happened there they would never end from the story of the three-year-old child that passed away in Miran, because he was brought for his Khalaka. and the mother put him inside on Shabbos afternoon, put him inside the, by the, the tzion and closed the door, and said, "Ereshimun, you gave me you was your bracha that gave me this child. I brought a healthy child here. I need to take a healthy child home to my husband. He's our only child who we were blessed with. I only brought him here because I, I to complete my promise that I bring him here for his haircut." The child passed away, the child got the chalera, and a while later everybody heard the child banging and saying, Mommy, Mommy, I'm thirsty, open the door. People were there, physically saw this happen. Did people faint on the spot from it? No people saw the a miracle from Hashem and we need to have complete faith that all those that davened or da- were davened for for Shaduchim for children for health that Hashem and is going to fight on our behalf and going to see to it that indeed this bracha will come into fruition very, very quickly, very, very soon. When the Taylor wants to extol the greatness of, of Moshe Rabbeinu, Torah says, Eid Mikol Adam, Asher The man Moshe. Was the most humble of all people on the earth. It's later in Bamidbar, which we're going to read soon. Start, we start Numbers next week. All the great things that Moshe had, all the great attributes that he had, humility is the one that we choose, because this is the one. This is the you, this is the attribute. That merited him to receive the Torah on Sinai, to bring it to B'nai Israel. (coughs) How's it possible that a tzaddik (coughs) (coughs) as great as Meshir Abaynum should feel humility, should feel humbleness, should feel humbled than all the other people Mm -hmm. in the world? should say that I'm the hum, most humble, I'm the most lowly of all. And more so, a leader of a nation, who has to stand and prevail, and to bring up and to elevate everybody, to elevate his entire generation, to be an inspiration to his generation, he needs to have stature. Because after all, he is the man. He is the person that everyone is looking up to. So every word that he says is precious by every Jew. By every person listening to him. They're all his followers. They don't worship him per se. They worship everything he says though. And they follow it to the T. How is it possible for a man to stand there to dictate to speak with Akash Baruch Hu, speaking from his throat. And remain humble. There's an explanation in Chassidus that Moshe Rabbeinu was no fool. He knew how great he was. He knew how holy he was. He knew what he, the the attributes that he had. He understood the greatness within him. He knew the fact that he was the one that was chosen for all the purposes that he was given. But he didn't accept it as his own merit. He didn't say, I'm like this because I deserve it. I'm like this because I applied for it. I'm like this because I prepared myself better than anyone else, and that's why I'm so much that's why I'm so great. He saw it purely as a gift from Hashem. And thought if anyone else would have received this gift, they would have done better than I do. they would have reached and achieved to higher levels than I did. This was his approach. And therefore this is not a contradiction to the being the leader of the Jewish nation with a strong hand and splitting the sea and doing and getting the tera and still be humbled amongst the, the Jews. The opposite. Just because he didn't have his ego, he didn't have something of his within himself that was saying and causing and bringing this about. And he was totally dedicated and devoted to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. He saw only the Ratzon of Hashem. It's all he saw before him. And therefore he needed to fight with all his keach, that the redats of Hashem should be fulfilled in a complete way. I don't remember where it was written, but it is said that Meshav Eil took his humility from our generation. Maisha ben showed the future of the Jewish nation until Mashiach comes. And he saw our generation and he saw that in our generation people are still davening putting on tefillin lighting Shabbos candles going to mikveh learning Torah doing mitzvahs, doing chassadim for one another. And Moshe said, Wow, I'm in awe. I don't know if I would, in this generation, be able to keep up the way they do. Think of the chayichim and the little thorns that were grown up in the middle of roses. Think of the girl that grew up in a crazy, crazy situation and crazy life where religion was not exactly the front front runner of their household at least not Frumkite they knew they were Jewish but that was about the extent of it and today is able to sit down and say chitas every day and washes negavas in the morning makes brachas before she eats sees to it that she has the highest level of kosher that she can get, that she can ascertain. Goes through, even till today, the hardships of making Pesach, not in spite of her family, but because where she was only made her that much stronger. And she rises above everything. Or he rises above everything. And they conquer. And they defeat the past. And they forge ahead for their future. This is the Meshe Rabbeinu in each and every Jew. And this we find in the beginning of our parsha the name Behar. Har is a mountain. Har that's referred to here is Har Sinai on which the Torah was given. And in the Medish film the sages tell us the entire events of when HaKadosh Baruch wanted to give the Torah and all the mountains felt that they were the ones that they deserved to. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose the smallest of all, Hasinai Because of its humility, saying, Who am I? Why would HaKadosh Baruch give a tear on me? So if HaKadosh Baruch Hu values so greatly the concept of humility why did he even look at a mountain? Should he give it in a valley to begin with? Or lower? <clears throat> if the lesson of Tata is humility, why was he even looking at mountains? Why did the mountains even come to ask the question? here we therefore have the implication it implies this stage special stage as we said before between and plateau that we find between humility from one side and pride from the other side one needs to be proud of being Jewish One needs to be proud of what they've achieved and what they've reached. Not just say, eh, so I got this. One needs to be proud that you're able to overcome all the obstacles that are thrown at you. And without the tools, you were never given the tools to do it. You did, you made your own tools. And this is what's shown over here. When a Jew is required within themselves to have these two attributes, on one hand, he needs to be a total, total humble person, and on the other hand, they need to stand strong with their connection and their bond to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. On the first condition of Kabbalah Satera. A Jew needs to be a mountain. According to the first halach HaShukhanarach, not to be embarrassed, not to be intimidated by the people, the scoffers, that will come and try to say, eh, you're not, you don't need to, you couldn't, you're not worth it. First thing HaShukhanarach tells us, you can't be in a valley in a slope you need to stand strong you need to stand proud you need to be with the power of a mountain the elevation to the highest level of kedusha of sanctity of holiness so that you can withstand and overcome everything, all the hardships thrown at you, and fulfill the Ratsun of Hashem. On the other hand, this mountain needs to be a humble mountain, a small little mountain, smaller than the rest. One needs to feel within themselves as well, Humility. this feeling when it comes to in the Tere this drive the drive needs to come on the Cheshman of Anova it doesn't, sorry it does not need to come on the Cheshman of humility and self-nullification but the truth of the matter Humility is a source and thereby brings us to where we are. And this gives us all the ideas and concepts of Tere Mitzvah. But when it comes to the actual action of Tere Mitzvah, we need to stand strong. We need to stand proud. We need to stand high. And sometimes we have friends or associates or people that are borderline airheads or people that don't have the take if don't have what it takes to overcome their trials and tribulations we don't go down to them and say let me come down to your valley let me come down to your hole let me take you out drinking in a bar together and we'll drink until we're all in a good mood and then we'll talk about or we won't talk about you'll unload or you won't unload but rather take them to a shir rather take them to somewhere which they'll say, Eh, what do I have here? Please, there's no fun in this. I want to drink. I want to get high. I want to this. I want to yes. I want to party. A Yid, a Ben Bas needs to always remember who they are, what they stand for, and where they come from. And this is the lesson of Behar Sinai. The small, humble mountain. But it's a, nonetheless a mountain. And as the parasha begins, if you will go. But there's a reward for it. But the question is, are you really making a deal with me, HaKadosh Baruch If I will go in your ways... Then I'll get my reward. If you keep me scored, home, you have made the Zara Hayamara, five side one. The Imam explains Im is not a request, it's not a, a stipulation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts forth to us, it's about Kasha nafshis. It's a heartfelt request. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is pleading with us. saying, please, go in my ways. And it's clear it's not just a simple request of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving the request and saying, okay, figure out how to do it yourself. But rather, there's a hand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives to us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the keiches and guarantees each and every Jew that if you apply yourself, you will succeed. No matter what your level of spirituality is, if you begin the journey, and you begin to enter into the world of Tehra Baruch Hu says, you will be able to get through the Vilti Yidach There's no such thing as a person being pushed away, Chazashol. It's brought down Shmuel. What does HaKadosh Baruch Hu require? What is he asking In my chukim you should go. According to several different afreshim, the intention here is the mitzvahs of Tera. As we know, in the the intentions of Tera, as we mentioned before, there are three types. Mitzvahs, there are Mishpatim, which we understand ourselves what they are. There are Adas, which are testimonial Mitzvahs, that the Seichel understands that we need to do them because this is what happened, and therefore the yomtiv celebrates this very Mitzvah. And the Chukim, Mitzvahs that are above our prey grade. Shatnes, Paraduma, etc. The Red Heifer mixing wool, wool and linen. And what does the Teder choose to say, I want you to connect to God with? The mitzvahs of Chukim. <laughs> we don't even understand. <clears throat> we can't even figure out the reason for. And the reason is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to show us and enlighten us on the way of key of ex- uh, completing mitzvahs. Complete all the mitzvahs as if you're doing chukim. Even the edis and mishpatim, which I can almost read, I can justify, I can understand, I can put why, I can put a reason to it, a rhyme and a reason. Accept them with Kabbalah's el. Accepting of the yoke of HaKadosh Baruch Hu without a rhyme or reason. Just because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us to do this. Not because I understand it. Only because I established, I set this up and that's all this to it. And this is what I want you to do. And therefore do it. beyond our comprehension beyond our grasp beyond our understanding don't take a part of mitzvah dissect the mitzvah and say ok I'll do it because this mitzvah works for me this mitzvah talks to me you do a mitzvah because this is what I told us to do sometimes mitzvah looks like it's a dry mitzvah what do I gain from it anyway? Tells us the Tereh, by doing it through Kabbalah Sale, you will find ultimately you derive the great pleasures that come about from the mitzvah. It's not Kabbalah Sale because I got no choice. I'm warning you, I'm sitting with a gun to your head. But this is a total dedication of a Baruch Hu. to be able to cause by us a peace and tranquility like that of His devoted servant. And it's because I have pleasure of serving my Master. And this way we always advance with this Kabbalah sale on a constant basis in our spirituality. As long as our serving to Hashem, service of Hashem, is dependent on decisions and understandings and on logic, there's always a flaw or a something missing to it. Whereas when Kabbalah's oil is applied and I just accept the yoke of heaven, and that's why I'm doing this, you get to the level of Selechu, going. One goes and rises and achieves higher and higher. Without the restraints and constrictions of what our understanding can bring about. What's the reward HaKadosh Baruch Hu, guarantees us from the mitzvah? Tells us the tale of an I will give you rain in the right time. <coughs> rain we all know comes from above. You have yet to see any rain coming up from the ground. Same thing. The concept of geshem, physical, understood, of course, in the spiritual realm of tere. is what tere implies here. Which comes Mil Maila Baruch who guarantees us that through Te Lechu we will merit to the era to the light of teira, to the great light that will be revealed through Mashiach Tzitkenu. and shefa. This flow, this beautiful constant flow of moult of plentiful, will come down onto the physical world the way it is in a physical realm rain that needs to nurture rain that needs to be benefiting to our plants and to our growing everything that we grow to fill the waters so that we would have what to drink and this all happens without any kind of interruption to our spirituality by any interruptions not happening to our physical. Chalila to the Vedas Hashem or the opposite, if, when the, if we don't have what we need, this therefore helps and nurtures and brings about the nuchas <laughs> ha and archoves ha where the person is totally at ease and totally peaceful and comes to peace with everything that has to happen and can calmly accept and calmly move on, and calmly go about their daily life, physical mundane life, because of the blessings that were bestowed upon them, that will be bestowed upon each and every one of us. For the Torah and Mitzvahs that we do, that we study through Kabbalah's el, not looking for something, not looking for a benefit, a side benefit, but rather to have total, complete Kabbalah's el. Mishnah Pirkei this week's Perek, Perek Hei. And the Mishnah teaches us, it's Mishnah yudhches, that I was looking at, I'd rather them cough. But his uh, is very, very powerful. ein ba Anyone who causes the mass, the masses to gain merit, no sin comes through him. But on the other hand, anyone who causes the public, the masses to sin, They never merit to do tshuva to repent for that. Mesha, Zohar, Vizikas, Mesha merited himself and was meritous himself as we just spoke and he caused everyone else to be so as around him as well. toli <inaudible> HaRab and therefore the merit of the public is therefore attributed to him as it says in the Pasuk Tzitkas Hashem Osa Mishpatov in Yisrael he performed righteousness of Hashem, and His ordinances together with Israel. Whereas Yiravim ben Avot, Chata vehichthya Ram. Unfortunately, Yiravim ben Avot did differently. He became a king of the ten tribes after Shlamelech's passing, and literally led the people to doing to serve HaVadah Zarah. And therefore, Hichtiy Yisra'am, Ketiy Yisra'am, Ketiy Yisra'am, As it says, Alchateis Yeravam, Asherchotav, Asherhechtiy Israel, The sins of Yeravam that he sinned, And caused the Jews to sin as well. Ein Chet Ba'yodhi. No sin will come through him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu prevents, Eveshter prevents the opportunities of sins coming across this person's life and his path. He scored no Gemara in Yuma. Rashi, actually, in Yuma. Ayin Zayin Aleph, Pei Zayin Amaralif, I'm sorry. 87, side 1. So that he should not be in Gehenim, in purgatory, while his students are in Gan Eden. Because of his efforts encouraging others to do mitzvahs, Hashem rewards him as well, and protects him from Hashem doing sin. So he retains their freedom of choice to sin, but those no sin will not come across him by accident or against his will. The mission is also describing the human nature. One who encourages others to do good deeds (laughs) doesn't want to look like a hypocrite, and therefore they will see to it the same. Whereas Moshe, ultimately, we see, hit the rock. But the rock, wasn't allowed to go into Israel. This is not a contradiction of what we said before. Because his his nation also because of their sins were not able to go into Israel. So though Mesha was punished for his own sin, he said to the Eden, Hashem grew angry because, with me because of you. He didn't mean for the sins of the Eden which prevented him from going into Ezra's cell. Mesha would have also entered the cell if the Eden wouldn't have done their sins. He would have been prevented from sinning. But since the teacher cannot be kept in purgatory while the students are in heaven, therefore he did not leave the, sides, the side of his people of the Jewish nation <coughs> something quickly Gimara and Saita talks about Tefillah a medal Aleph he keeps his car at home 33 side 1 talks about different things different languages things have to be said in Tefillah Rachmehi, call Heikhi Debayi matsli Tfilah in Anything that needs to be helped, to be saved, Tfilah, therefore, therefore, can be said in any language. And like Yehuda says, L'aydam Ayishal Adam Tzracha B'lashin Aramis shouldn't do it in Aramaic because the Malachi Ashad is because of the, the angels, etc. Ultimately, the Imara says no in any language, and because ultimately the angel that came along was Gabriel, and Gabriel spoke all 70 languages, and therefore there was no lack of language, there was no language barrier. And uh, they may do so in any language that they come about, in any language they can speak, in any language that they choose, and Akash uh, Baruch will answer that Philos and shall this debate. The table of the Bracha and the Skus, Mana Haitana, by we should merit to be this Shabbos in the Tzitzel, Azaina Glesh, Mashiach, Shabbat Shalom to all.